This is a special bonus episode as I reflect on the recent AEE, the Association for Experiential Education International Conference. So we've just finished four days of a conference, international conference, starting on Thursday, going into the weekend today, being Sunday, the 14th of November. And I wanted to just share some thoughts and um, just some, yeah, just general thoughts that I had after that conference. For those who are over there, and you can maybe relate to these experiences, or for those of you who were unable to attend, and I want to share some some actionable things that I think I learned, and then also some just overarching opinion on the benefit of this conference and why I think you should be attending or connecting with this organization. So for those who don't know, the AEE is the Association for Experiential Education, and they have many different regions that you can be associated with. This specific conference was the International Conference. Now, I think even AEE themselves would own up to the fact that in the past, even though it's been listed as the International Conference, that really it's been isolated to those who could attend mainly in the US and sometimes people coming from Canada. But for the most part, it's been very American-centric. And that's mainly due to travel costs and the accessibility of being able to go to a conference at some physical location in the US. Last year and this year, we've had international conferences that have been virtual. So due to the pandemic, they transitioned into a virtual conference. Last year was awesome. This year, for me, far exceeded last year in its capacity to encourage people from all over the world to be able to attend. Not just that, but there was also a tiered registration price, which allowed people to pay an amount that they felt was appropriate that they could be able to pay. So if they wanted to pay more and donate more to the org, they could do so, but there you didn't have to pay this higher rate. What this means is those of us who's, who are students or those of us who are earning, uh, earning less, I will admit in my situation, it was paid for by High Five for me to attend. But even for me, knowing that I um, help create the conference and uh, conference budget for High Five, it being accessible allowed us to send every single one of our program staff to this conference, where in the past we could only really send two people to the physical one. So the price allows for access not only to organizations and more people, but also to students who we want to encourage to come as they are the future of our industry. So that's one piece that I think was awesome about it. But the other was the ability to be able to have people from all over the world attend. Every single workshop that I attended at this conference had people from different parts of the world in breakout rooms or workshop conversations. And... That, I think, is such a powerful thing for our industry. Something that I've been intending to do or attempting to do with this podcast is be able to highlight 
and amplify the voices of other people in our industry that maybe we are unfamiliar with. So there are many interviews with people whose names you may not know, and that's the intent, to try to show how broad this industry truly is and how important it is for lots of different people. Very often we find we have the same books on the bookshelves. I was very, very fortunate to be able to connect with people from all over the world um, over the last four days. And it is my intention to try to maintain those connections if I can. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that I may be connected with, remember, feel free to connect. The easiest place to connect with me is by going onto Instagram if you're there. Uh, searching for at Vertical Playpen. That's our Instagram account. And then you can message me there. I'm always willing to respond. I always do respond uh, to any messages that get sent my way. So I'm only going to be able to share information about those workshops that I specifically attended. But the other benefit of this virtual conference is that people who registered have access to the recordings of every single workshop, even those ones they did not attend, all the way until the 1st of January. So that's going to allow me to be able to go through some of the other workshops and be able to learn from those things as well, other than those ones I went to. Very often when you go to a in-person conference, you don't really have that option and you're constantly finding it challenging to be able to pick which workshop you're going to go to because there's often eight to 10 workshops at exactly, exactly the same time. And so it's always hard to choose. In this one, I was able to choose and know as well that all those other second, third, fourth choices, I could watch all of those. So I'm able to be able to watch all of those. So I'm going to bring up a, a couple of workshops that I think for me stood out. Um, things that I've elicited a really interesting conversation that I want to have more of those conversations or taught me something new that maybe I wasn't aware of before. So one of them was was a workshop I attended, which was run by Vishwas Pachuri and uh, Vinay Cersei, talking about virtual safe spaces and being really intentional with how you invite interaction with your programming. Are you intentionally creating invitations for sharing, or are you somewhat being unintentionally disinviting, which means you're not necessarily meaning to ensure that people don't want to um, interact and something that was a good lens to think of of um, the different cultures and how they may interact with different things and so being more aware more culturally aware that when you're walking into a group or you're working with certain clientele that you're aware of the certain norms maybe of that culture that might force you to end up being unintentionally disinviting in the way that you frame a question or you um, try to interact one thing I will mention is that I did a workshop called the Shared Experience, whereby I created a space for people to bring questions to the larger group, and we answered those questions as a collective group. It's something that I often miss from conferences, is the opportunity just to be able to hang with people and talk shop, and this was kind of an in invitation to do that. Now, I will say I recorded it. And they will come out, probably there's going to be two episodes in that, and they'll come out in the near future. So uh, be on the lookout for those. They, there was incredible discussions being shared about various different topics, such as like, how do we prepare for programming? Talking about the impact that the great resignation and, and the pandemic has had on an industry and quick activities that make people laugh. So those were some of the topics that we discussed. And it's so wonderful to have lots of people contribute their voices and their opinions. So when that comes out, make sure you check out that episode. Another one that really like 
spurred my thoughts. I've talked about these kind of subjects with lots of different people. There was a conversation with Leanne Hughes of First Time Facilitator podcast about the word facilitator and what it means, not necessarily to us, but to those outside of our industry. But the workshop was with Bryn Loddick and Lucinda Martinelli, and their workshop was how to get facilitation skills into the hands of every teacher. So something that was talked about was that language is often a barrier, aka the words that we use are maybe insular and people outside of us don't understand it. But then Lucinda shared some facets of facilitation skills that she believes are essential to um, school teachers that are an essential skill that every teacher should be aware of. And those are go slow to go fast, thinking about the pacing and the time used for, for, for programming, being open, being open to change and adaptability, question genuinely, so genuinely asking questions because you're intrigued by the answer, Observing the ability to watch and observe the interactions that are going on with your with your participants, sequencing with intention, knowing where maybe you're going, where your start point, middle end point, end point are, as and how you might be able to change and adapt, and then managing risk in terms of not just physical risk but psychological and emotional risk. And then the last one that I attended today was by Dr. Chad Thatcher, incorporating emotional intelligence into adventure education. What was just really insightful for me and exciting for me was the idea of emotional intelligence being a core component of the work that he teaches when it comes to going out on expeditions. And now this is an adventure that's slightly different maybe than the adventure that I interact with or you may interact with on a regular basis. These are uh, going mountaineering and taking multi-day backpacking trips. But the idea was bringing journaling into the program, having conversations about intrapersonal skills, interpersonal skills. So I, I, I really I really valued that conversation. And I also valued the time in that workshop to be able to get into breakout rooms and to talk to other people about emotions. It was a very cathartic experience. Other things of note to mention was the Activate sessions. They are always incredibly empowering where people are from our community share their stories with the audience. And, you know, there's relatability, there's things that aren't relatable, but there's often deep emotion tied into the story of how people entered this industry. I value uh, those kind of conversations. Hopefully, my assumption is they may just all go onto YouTube that is accessible to all. I really enjoyed the closing that was facilitated by Jen Stanchfield and Deirdre Goodwin. It was just a really nice opportunity to reflect with a group of people. We were just put into breakout rooms. We've given some prompts. We did some activities. And it was just really nice to be able to once again connect with people who are like-minded. The last thing I'm going to mention is that then I went into Gavatown and I plugged in my Rodecaster Pro, which I am talking into now, and I played some music. And I was taught that when you're in Gavatown, if you hold on down the letter Z on your uh, keyboard, then your little avatar begins to dance. So there became an impromptu dance session, which was... I don't know. It was very enjoyable. I, it certainly put a smile on my face. I hope it did for other people who were there. And uh, I think that really sums up the community from my perspective. 
some of those people I knew, some of those people I didn't know, but it's definitely a like-minded community of people that I've had in the past, I've believed to sometimes be a little clicky. I think the intention around increasing um, the international opportunities has meant that more people are being involved and accessibility and inclusivity are really top of people's minds. And I think that that comes off in this conference. So I want to give a shout out to everyone at AE, uh, Sherry Bagley, the executive director, Anna Miano, who's um, the membership and marketing director, and then Steve Pace, who is the accreditation director. And also Callie Orman, who was focusing on uh, helping out on the back end with all the technology. So I do think they're, they're, they're doing a fantastic job with AE at the moment. So my last point would be that if you work in this industry and if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably have some relationship to that, to that industry or this industry. That it would be uh, awesome if you were to go on to AE's website, AEE. I think it's just AEE.org, but I'm just going to do a search right now in real time. Yeah, it's AEE.org. Check out the different ways that you can become a member. Check out the different events that are going on and connect with this group. It's one of those things where you have to take that step sometimes to interact with people and connect. I personally, and I've mentioned this several times in different episodes, I have some social anxiety around doing things like this. So I always struggle sometimes to put myself out there and interact. But every time I've done it, I've um, found that it's really paid off. We have some incredible connections and some great opportunities. And I think in all honesty, I don't think I would be necessarily in the role that I am with, or at least have the experience that I have without um, certain people in the community helping me and giving me information and putting me on the right direction, the right path of how I could find a career in this industry. So I am forever thankful for that, that community. And so I encourage everyone to reach out. Once again, different regions, you'll find that you have access to regional in-person conferences. The international, I believe, next year will be in-person in uh, North Carolina. But my hope is that there's going to be some hybrid element to it as well, so that other people can continue to um, interact if you are outside of the US. So anyway, I've rambled on for a good few minutes, so I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks once again to the AE folks. Thanks once again to everyone who's listening to this. And stay safe and stay connected. Thanks all. Thanks for listening to Vertical Playtime. And then what about thanks for listening to High Fives Podcast? Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for getting Article Pass, guy. <laughs>